Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Okuo. We are continuing in a series this week which we are calling Build on Belief. Now, what we are doing in this series is doing our best to figure out what we are supposed to be doing, how we are supposed to be acting in our lives once we have started to believe in Jesus. What we're trying to figure out is, what do we do next? What does building on our belief look like? Now, this week we have a special guest joining us to to help us understand what it looks like to build on belief. Her name is Des Leilaglu, and she is part of the Park Community Church. Des is the pastoral resident there at the park, which means she'll preach on Sundays, and then any other Sunday that she's not preaching, she just kind of fills in exactly wherever it is that she's needed. Now, in addition to all that, I have known Des since we were both in high school, which was like five years ago. Uh, also, uh, my wife and my wife Lauren and I are godparents to one of her daughters, so we are like family with the Leilaglus. We love all their, their daughters. We love her husband, Aristos. They, they are family. Now, also here at Akuo, you may have crossed paths with her if you go to the Ladies Book Club. She's been helping lead that community group along with Victoria Aguilar for almost a year now. Yeah, somebody from outside the church is helping lead one of our community groups. We love it. So with all that being said, I can tell you that I completely trust her for you, for her to bring the word to you today. So without further ado, here is Desley Lagley. Good morning, Akuo. My name is Desley Loglio. I'm so grateful to be here sharing God's word with you this week. So this week, we're going to be in chapter 14 in the book of Acts. Akuo, Humby and friends have been sharing the truth about God's people being called to love others, both within and outside of the church. On that foundation, y'all have been building on your belief, and you've been doing this through the book of Acts. I completely agree with the foundation of love that Humby shared. And he said something like, we follow this as a foundation because you can't hold contempt in your heart for people that we've actively been loving, caring for, thinking of, and engaging with on a daily basis. Y'all at Akuo are excellent at this. And I feel like I can say that because I have a little bit of experience now. I have first hand experience actually because I am blessed to attend the ladies book club on Tuesday evenings. Now, if you're looking for a place to come ladies, please come. There's a seat for you. Your Akua women do not mess around. They are all actively living into community and what is being taught here. They are consistently building on belief. And I know that your other groups are doing this exact same thing. So before we dig into God's word, let's pray together. Father, thank you for today and for your perfect provision. Thank you for loving us and pursuing us. Guide us this day, Lord. Give us hearts of humility and allow us to hear you. We know you're always near to us. Lord, we're reading about your boys, Paul and Barnabas, today. Give us moldable hearts and humility to receive the wisdom from your word. Amen. In Acts 14, we find that Paul and Barnabas are traveling and working as a team. 
ministering to people in the northeastern area of the Mediterranean Sea. So the Bible says that they were preaching in towns called Iconium, Lystra, Derbe, and they'll continue to travel to Pisidia, Pamphylia, Perga, Attilia, and Antioch. This is like the modern day area of Turkey and Syria and then Israel. Throughout their travels, Paul and Barnabas, they're preaching about Jesus to both Jewish people and Gentiles, or some Bible transla translations call them Greeks. Either way, Gentile or Greek, it's referring to people who are other than Jewish. The Holy Spirit is immediately working through them. In verse one, we read that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. That's in Acts 14, one. Paul and Barnabas even perform signs and wonders because of the Holy Spirit. But this goodness that God is working through Paul and Barnabas, it is swiftly met with opposition. The unbelieving Jewish people of Iconium, they brought division to the other Gentiles. And the Bible says in Acts 14:2, poisoned their minds against their brothers. This is taken not as a down, downer. It's an encouragement by Paul and Barnabas. Jesus had repeatedly reminded his followers that they would be met with tribulation for what they were going to be sent out to do for the kingdom. John 15, 18 through 19, Jesus says, if the world hates you, remember it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belonged to it, but you're no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Despite this opposition, Paul and Barnabas, they stay for a long time, and God was able to use them by doing signs and wonders amongst all the people. This provided more proof that the one and true God was working there. There were rumors that people of Iconium were going to harm Paul and Barnabas, so both of the men fled to another town nearby called Lystra where they continue to preach the gospel. And this is where Paul notices a man in the crowd. From birth, this man has been lame, the Bible says. And Paul shared the good news of Christ. He saw that the man believed and that this man was gonna be healed because of his faith. He told the man to stand up and the man jumped to his feet and was restored, fully healthy and able to walk around. The crowd that was watching this miracle immediately claimed that Barnabas was Zeus, you know, lightning bolts, and Paul was Hermes. They were giving credit for this great miracle to these two little G-gods, not the one true God, that the Lyconian people worshipped and who they wanted to honor by bringing sacrifice to the men for the healing of this crippled man. At this Paul and Barnabas tore their clothes in mourning. The tearing of clothes like this was an ancient, ancient Jewish tradition when one was expressing grief or loss, pain or sorrow. Paul and Barnabas, they shouted to the people the truth, which was and is that no, it wasn't this little G God's doing. The healing that this man experienced came from the one and only true living God who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. That's Acts 14, 15. Paul and Barnabas's humility was shown in properly placing the praise in the rightful place, 
All the credit and glory go to God, not Zeus, not Hermes. This is convicting to me. I struggle sometimes when I've done something and I don't receive the credit for it. Maybe someone else is given the credit for what I've done or for something that I've said. Maybe no one even notices that I've done something awesome or said something super cool. Whatever the situation, I have made myself a little G God and I've wanted to take God's rightful place by receiving the credit that is only due to him. There's this really beautiful lyric in a worship song and it goes, all my best ideas are yours. So what am I but what you make of me? That was Paul and Barnabas. They were showing us through their actions, everything good that they did was from God and all the credit was due to him. Do you ever find yourself maybe believing the world over your heavenly father? Like you're do something. Do you make sure that people know that you've done the work? When you've completed any task, no matter the significance, do you make sure that it's recorded and it's seen by at least another person, but for sure a whole bunch of people? Social media, this is a huge hurdle for some of us because its seemingly sole purpose is to bring attention to ourselves, to proclaim our awesomeness in what we've done and sometimes in what we're about to do. But part of our redeemed self is to direct glory and honor always and only back to God. Do you guys know that oval sticker on the back of your car, that 26.2 miles? Listen, if your heart's in the right place and you have that sticker on your window of your car, then this is not meant for you. But if you are who I am talking to, you know it. You put that sticker on there so that everyone can know how awesome you are. But listen, all of your 26.2 running without killing over self-awesomeness, all of that belongs to God, not to you. The focus of praise and worship here shouldn't be your marathon time, the fact that you completed the race at all. All praise and honor should go to God for the breath in your lungs, for your healthy, functioning, and able body, for that working car that you got to slap that sticker on. Yes, you can do hard things. You are an overcomer, but none of that is true without Jesus, who deserves more than we can ever be able to express. So listen, I have three daughters, and at that toddler stage, when their heads were disproportionate to their little bodies, I used to love it when their hair was up in like a ponytail or pigtails, and I could see the backs of their necks. Just these little cute, perfect necks with wispy hairs floating around. Okay, so one day, I was admiring one of my daughter's necks, and I had the audacity to have this thought. I thought, man, look at that perfect neck. I did that. I kid you not. I immediately felt God, and I cannot fully explain to you how I know this, but he thought it was funny, and he said, oh yeah, you did that? He was being sarcastic with me in the most loving, gentle, and lesson-inducing way because I'm positive that our God at that very moment could have totally taken me out for trying to take credit for his craftsmanship, for his blessing, for his work. I was attempting to steal his credit, his glory, 
and he was telling me in the most fatherly way, um, I think I got a little scared at first, like, oh my gosh, how silly am I? Of course, God is the only one that could do that goodness. But then I melted into thankfulness because of course, God is the master of all, the only one who could create such beauty. But look, I'm not alone in my misplaced worship and neither are you if you've had any kind of thought similar to this. Scripture says that Paul and Barnabas barely stopped the crowd from sacrificing to them, right? They thought that they were Zeus and Hermes. But the divisive group from the beginning of the chapter, the people from Iconium that had wanted to harm Paul and Barnabas, well, they're back, y'all, and they've gotten other people to come from the city of Antioch. They gathered this crowd that stones Paul. Let's talk about this for a moment. These are not like those playground gravel pebbles, you know, the white powdered rocks that you would sometimes get stuck in your kids. The ones that are placed under the swings or the jungle gym or the monkey bars. No, these were rocks. Heavy, substantial, do some damage masses. They were meant to inflict harm and harm it did do. We're told that Paul was stoned and they dragged his body outside of the city and they left him for dead, Acts 14, 19. That's how damaged Paul's body was, but he was not dead. It was not his time yet. And Paul was not done doing God's work. His disciples gathered around him and then he got up and guess what he did? He went back into the town. Nothing else happened to Paul. Not there because the next morning he rose up and left for another town. Derby. He preached there again with Barnabas, and again there they made many disciples. People were coming to accept Jesus. Paul, Barnabas, and their disciples, they showed humility in the rejection. They did not seek retaliation for the poisoning of their brothers against them, for talking mess behind their backs, for threatening them with physical harm, or for almost killing Paul after leaving him outside the city gates for dead. They showed that it takes great love and humility to be agents of change, to want good for another person or persons who want bad for you. When you want renewal, reconciliation, and eternal life for someone who wants to kill you for loving Jesus or for going a step further and offering an invitation to them to come to know Jesus, and be a part of our family, that is the humility in the face of rejection that God wants for each of us. When Jesus instructed us in Matthew 5, 39, he said, however I say to you, don't repay an evil act with another evil act, but whoever insults you by slapping you on the right cheek, turn the other to him as well. Our goal is not our own vindication. It's not our own justice. Our goal as Jesus followers is love and kindness. It is to see all the lost people found, invited into God's family and restored to the Father. God has already won your justice. Through Jesus and what he did on the cross, victory is already yours. Everything else in this life, it's a bonus. Knowing this, we can offer our left cheek with joy. Someone at work has been spreading lies about you to your boss and coworkers. Someone stole your idea and now they're making money from it and they don't even give you credit. 
A family member knows your sensitive spot and knows the exact thing to say to hurt you in the absolute worst way. Of course, all of these pains, they matter to God because you matter to him. He wants you healed and whole. And to realize that our lives, they are not about ourselves, but they are about God and others. Once we truly accept this fact, we will be set free, just like Paul and Barnabas were, and we will be able to live lives of humility, doing things that appear crazy, like almost getting killed, but then getting back up, injured and broken, going back to continue to share the good news. We can do things like do our best work for the gossiping coworker, uh, pray blessing and success on the person's business who stole your idea, extend forgiveness and kindness to the family member who said deeply hurtful things. It's how our Jesus, after getting beat, taunted, mangled, nailed to a cross, and left to die slowly, could speak these words found in Luke 23, 34. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Paul and Barnabas are simply following what their Savior did before them, and it's an example that we are called to follow today as well. What right now has been brought to your mind and to your heart? What have you been holding on to, like a hurt, um, an offense, somebody angered you or frustrated you, and it is just sitting there in your mind, in your thought. You think about it. It hurts you. Can you speak it out to our God? Can you tell him the truth of how it hurt you and then ask him to give you humility to hand it over to him? Confession time. Mine is my mom. She's angered me. She has hurt me. She has offended me. And I have not wanted to share goodness with her, so I haven't. I know better than to openly disrespect my mother, but I have done the hurtful action of withdrawing from her, not letting her get close to me, not sharing my true feelings, my worries, my needs. But I truly want to live like I see Paul, Barnabas, their disciples, and just like Jesus. I want to humbly forgive my mom for, for her faults, and I want to love her well. Following God's promptings, I want to give her all that God has created me to be. This is the way God has intended it. We need his guidance. Let's ask for it. Will you join me in prayer time right now, today? Let's do this. Let's visualize holding whatever person, event, situation that God has brought to our minds or to our hearts. Let's take that pain, that painful thought, and let's just lay it at Jesus' feet. Will you pray with me? Lord God, you love us beyond all of our comprehension. You are powerful, you are steadfast, and you are for us. Lord, will you please take this pain that we are gonna hand over, and will you be glorified in our feeble attempts to show our love for you, Lord God? We desire to honor you you know how hard this can be for us, but you are patient and you are truly caring. Some of us need more time. Lord, you know that. Be near. We praise you for your 
relentless pursuit of each of us. See us, Lord, desiring humility in offering you our painful experiences and wanting to be healed and made whole. God, we love you. Amen. Now, some of you might be like, this is crazy, but I'm feeling like I'm part of your family and I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Hey, if that is you, I just want to encourage you. Let's pray this like fumbling prayer to him. Let's pray, Lord God, I don't fully understand or know what I'm doing, but I know I'm surrounded by people who love me and I can ask tons of questions to you. Lord, would you just receive my acceptance of your son's free gift of eternal life and connection to you? I know that you sent him down here to die for me and he wiped me clean. I received that gift. I wanna live with you for the rest of my days following you and being um, a lover of Jesus and sharing the word with others. Amen. If you prayed that and you want to talk to somebody, please reach out. Um, if there's somebody near you right now, reach out to them. It has been such an honor to be able to share God's word with you guys. And I just thank you so much for having me. Hope you have a great day. All right, well, all of you join me in giving it up for Des. If you're watching live online, throw some exciting emojis out there. You know, just, just do some of that stuff. You can always get the dancing lady. That's, that's always a good go-to or just some, you know, fire flames because she was awesome. But, uh, so just throw some of that in there. But seriously, thank you, Des, for your message today. We love and appreciate you so much. Now, before we go, there are a few things that I need to update you on. The first thing I want to talk to you about is our next linking opportunity. It's coming up on July the 4th. Yeah, 4th of July, once again, we'll be partnering with the Monticello Park Neighborhood Association to help them throw their 4th of July parade. Now, this is a time where families in a community come together to make some floats and walk around the pocket park here in the neighborhood. Now, what we will be doing is handing out paletas and cold drinks and also putting up a photo booth for everybody to take pictures and, and remind themselves of the great time that they had at this 4th of July parade. Now, if you're interested in helping us set up, tear down, or, or hand out paletas or water, please sign up for it by following the QR code that is on the screen right now or uh, by going to our website, akuo.church, and under the Get Involved menu, you can click on the 4th of July link and sign up right there, or you can just show up and be a part of that parade that gets started at 9 a.m. Either way, I can't wait to see you there linking to our community. Now, the next thing I wanna tell you all about is coming up on July the 8th. We will be celebrating our two-year anniversary by having a potluck dinner at 6.30 at Jefferson Community Church in the big hall that they have there. Now, Kuo will be providing the main course and all the drinks for the party. So feel free to bring all your favorite sides, all your favorite desserts. Just, just bring it all, and we're all going to share them. It's going to be fantastic. We're excited to welcome you to our potluck dinner happening on July the 8th at 6.30 p.m. at Jefferson Community Church. Please be there. I'm looking forward to it. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about is a great learning opportunity that we have coming up. One of the folks from our community is fired up about reading the New Testament in the original language it was translated to English from, which is Greek. So he has offered his services to lead anyone here in the community to learn how to read Greek. Now the cost for materials will be paid for by the church. So if you're interested in learning how to read Greek, you don't have any excuses. 
Now this is gonna be happening on Thursday nights at seven starting this Thursday. So to be a part of that, please sign up for it by going to akuo.church community to get signed up to be a part of this fantastic Greek class that we have coming up. Now the next thing I like to do is talk about the ways that we can be sacrificially generous here at Akuo. Now, uh, one of the things, it, for me, I don't care how you're doing it or, or what you're doing, uh, but I just want you to be listening to God to see how much he wants you to be giving, if, if giving at all. Now, if you aren't sure where to start and you feel like you are supposed to be giving, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here at Akuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing. And all that means is just giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. Now, that could be the place that you get started. Now, sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now uh, because, I, guys, I, I totally get it. Like, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I drive down the road. I see what the gas prices are. I go into the store. I see how prices have been changing. I understand that things are tough right now. So if you aren't able to sacrificially give right now, what we want to do is be linked to you during your tough time. We want to be helping you when you need the help. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. To do that, all you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. Now, if you are willing to give here at Akuo Church, the way you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. Now, when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions of everything that comes up on the screen. Now, we also have our text to tithe option. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, and the dollar amount you wanna give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't wanna give electronically, which I totally understand, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your check to AKUO at PO Box 100, 125, San Antonio, Texas. 78201. All right, guys, that's all that we have time for you here today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you. And we will be praying for you now and every single day here moving forward. Uh, our team will be praying for you all throughout the week. Now, before you go, let me just uh, pray over you one last time. So Jesus, as, as people uh, put away their phones and, and close their laptops, turn off their TVs, I just pray that you would be with them. I pray that you would be speaking to them. I pray that they'd be able to hear you, and I pray that they would be able to hear the message of humility that you are giving to them. I pray that you would help them understand that they aren't smarter than everybody in the room, but rather they could learn something from every single person in that room. I pray that you would give them a position of meekness and humility, Lord, to serve the people in the community around them. Jesus, we thank you for everything. We love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. All right, guys, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.